Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step -step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. GDIY has partnered with the Bird Dog Society to do monthly bonus check-ins to discuss and announce any news and events that may be of interest for any and all bird dog owners and trainers. There are a lot of factors that impact us as we try to train, hunt, and just live with our dogs. So it is important to recognize the resources we utilize are maintained, improved, and people actually know about them. Please check out the links in the show notes that can direct you where to get involved and show your support. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bird Dog Society Update. This is presented by Standing Stone Supply. Joining me this time from Bird Dog Society is Rob Morgan. Rob, how you been? Doing great, Nick. How about you? Uh, living the dream as always. It's uh, we, we are recording this on the 1st of September, so hunting season is officially here. I mean, I know it's not open in every state, but to to just kind of simplify the timeline, is it is it is here. It snuck up on us and... Like it or not, whether you're prepared for it or not, it is it's time to go. <laughs> One of those things where you feel like you wait forever in the summer and a late spring take forever and then all of a sudden it's here and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not ready, even though I was saying I needed to uh have it have it come up on the near horizon a lot yep. a lot more quickly than Yep. And, and I keep reminding myself, it's like it, all the little tiny things that you want to get done before you start going on your trips and everything, at the end of the day. Just get out there, and once you're out there, you all the all the other things that you maybe didn't get done, or at least to the quality you wanted to, it's kind of it melts away. It's, it's it it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Exactly, you just got to go and uh, with the prep you have and enjoy the ride. Exactly. Well, in in that vein, where are you headed this this year? What kind of plans do you have for the hunting season? Anything exciting? Yeah, we've got a couple of things coming up. Um, uh, we're going to try to get out uh, for Virginia Dove over the next uh, couple of weekends. So excited about that. That's become a cherished tradition uh, for us. We just started that three years ago, and it's a nice chance to get a little retrieve practice uh, with the dogs. And I uh, can't wait for that. Can't believe it's here. And then coming up in October, traveling with a buddy and his setter up to the UP of Michigan, uh, going to bring Lincoln, uh, my six-year-old American Brittany, and his pup. Uh, we'll probably rotate them in and out. I just want the pup to have fun and uh, let the wild birds teach him a little bit. Uh, so can't wait for that. Uh, this will be the first time we've hunted the UP, uh, met up with a great guide out there uh, just to get the lay of the land for this first trip and uh, super excited about it. Uh, also going to try to get up to Maine, uh, maybe late season. 
Um, I have gone through a registered main guide testing process and managed to pass that in August. So I'll be doing a little work with the main upland uh, guide service um, this season and uh, looking forward to expanding that into the next few seasons. So what what made you want to go through the main guiding program? Because I know for those that maybe are unfamiliar with that program, it's kind of like a, I don't know if prestigious is the right word, word but a uh, it's not an easily earned certification from my understanding. No. So like what made you, with you living in Virginia, what made you want to go through that process of getting certified as a guide within Maine? Great question. Uh, went up three years ago and spent time with uh, Dave and Mike with the Maine Upland Guide Service. They operate just south of Jackman, Maine, so almost to the Canadian border and loved our time up there. You know, for a guy who hunts West Virginia and Virginia uh, for grouse, um, you know, being in the land of great abundance uh, up in Maine uh, was a real thrill. And I uh, got to know the, those guys, uh, really enjoyed the camp experience that they put together. And a uh, funny story was up with Eric Callen and Neil Cotter of uh, Oropax and Eric Callen of the Virginia Sportsman this past year. And we were sitting around one of our post-hunt days um, and noticed Dave and Mike's uh, registered main guide mug. And I think a lot of other uh, sort of higher aspirations went into this, but uh, part of this was uh, glasses of bourbon and sitting around, hey, what would it take to get one of those uh, really nice mugs? Uh, so they told us about a course that they were offering uh, to help folks go through the process. It is uh, really extensive. Uh, basically, Maine and Alaska, I think, have the most rigorous uh, standards for for guides in the country. Um, without uh, going through that class, uh, my brother-in-law and I went up in February, took it, and then uh, the testing usually takes about, about six months before you get a spot to take a test. So uh, followed up and went up there um, uh, at the beginning of this month and took the test and managed to pass it. So um, That's super awesome. excited about that and the whole process. I was a tenderfoot Boy Scout. So this feels like a little bit of redemption to go and uh, get through that rigorous process and come out on the other side. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's, it's definitely an impressive feat for can we kind of sum up? I mean, hit the high notes. I know that we can't hit sure. list every single thing, you know, that that is involved in the testing program or what, you know, all the credentials and all that stuff, but kind of hit the high notes. What, what are we talking about in terms of what you have to study and test for to get that certification and get that prestigious mug? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, when I first was hearing about the process and the, the vast array of topics, uh, that were uh, being covered, uh, that you had to test for, um, you know, I kind of thought, well, I went through graduate school and I could probably do this, just set my mind to it. The vast um, amount of material and subject areas, both in hunting regs, boating regs, uh, snowmobile, ATV, um, just being able to both in an oral exam. Uh, so you sit with a board and they just pepper you with questions. Uh, how far away can you be from us? Uh, school building uh, and discharge a, a firearm, you know, very specific stuff like that. So you have to have that base of knowledge uh, basically at your fingertips. So it was good for me that I had six months after the class before the test to absorb all of that. 
Land navigation map and compass is a huge component. That's first out of the gate, typically, where you have to uh, both use a GPS device uh, to be able to indicate what the distance and the magnetic bearing is to a particular destination that they give you, and then uh, be able to work a map and compass using the, the famous main gazetteer uh, to uh, chart uh, both the magnetic bearing, true north, uh, the distance, um, and be able to do a back bearing as well. Uh, they will sometimes take uh, testers out, uh, testees rather, out uh, to get them to do the same thing in a, a land navigation uh, situation. But then there's the oral exam. Uh, typically after that, that can include going in and demonstrating canoe paddle strokes and uh, all sorts of other uh, boating knowledge, uh, identifying furs. Uh, I tested for the hunting classification, uh, which, you know, I'm mostly interested in uh, just guiding for upland birds, but you have to, to get the hunting classification means you're qualified to do trapping, um, moose hunts, bear hunts, bear baiting, uh, all of those pieces. So you have to know the regs on all of that. And then after the um, initial part of the oral exam, they give you a catastrophic scenario. What would you do if... And all of your initial answers, even if they're spot perfect, uh, get met with, well, that's great, but X happened and you can't use that. What would you do then? So they kind of take you through the process. Uh, it's really to make sure that a registered main guide is not going to get rattled by any contingencies and knows the right methods uh, to use in a, a first aid scenario um, uh, or in a lost person scenario uh, to be able to give the maximum chance for that outcome to be positive. And then after they wrap all that up, uh, there is a uh, hour and a half written exam uh, that covers a lot of the same materials in terms of regs. And the whole thing lasted about uh, three hours. You have about three hours to to get through it from start to finish. So it felt like to me, like going back and either taking a Sanskrit exam from grad school or uh, sitting for the SATs or something in, in high school. It was uh, It was quite intense and a huge relief when I got through it, I didn't really tell anybody I was uh, testing because I, I wasn't sure I was going to pass, quite frankly, uh, but but did and uh, super happy it's in the, the rear view and looking forward to actually using it. Yeah, that, that, that's really impressive. You know, it's uh, everything you listed off there, regardless of whether you hunt with dogs or, or not, if you just want to go outdoors, there's so many useful and practical skills within that. I mean, especially land nav, that, that's something to where... The, the really the only experience that I had with that was within the army. You know, I was trained in that a couple times, you know, boot camp, a couple different courses and, and leadership courses and stuff like that. I, I remember doing a, a, a night land nav course on Mount Rainier up in Washington for uh, part of my one of my leadership courses that I did. And so much useful information and in something like that. I, I've been kind of telling myself for the past year or two, I wanted to kind of brush up on those skills because you know how it is. You don't use it, you lose it. Totally. Uh, and it's still on my list. I would like to, but it, it's hard to, when you have the the tools that we have now, the Onyx, the phones, even the pre-downloaded maps to where you don't even need phone service. It's kind of it's kind of hard to justify keeping on track of all that stuff. And let's, let's be real. You know, there's only so much bandwidth we have every day. And so while it would be cool for me to be able to just pull my compass out, shoot an azimuth and, and remember my, my step cadence and all that stuff it's just not as practical as it once seemed, if that makes yeah. sense. It's more an emergency situation kind of thing with, yeah. uh, they, they test you and say, well, 
you know, your first answer is always with a lost person scenario, you're pulling out your uh, Onyx or uh, GPS device or the you've given the person, you tell them you've given the person uh, that device and they're like, well, uh, the battery's out. You know, what do you do now? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things. And that was a lot of the attraction for me outside of that uh, that really sweet mug. Um, <laughs> being able to brush up on those skills and feel more confident myself as a hunter, uh, being out in all sorts of situations, even outside of the professional guiding opportunity, uh, knowing that I have some of those skills and uh, will be able to brush up on them is important for me to feel like I'm uh, yeah. doing right by my dogs and myself and uh, to doing these, you know, wonderful wild bird trips. Well, it's it's one of those subjects, you know, I know we kind of try and group everything and sum it all up as being outdoorsmen, but me and some of my buddies, we, we often refer to it as woodsmanship. You know, there's a difference between being an outdoorsman and just enjoy getting outdoors and somebody who's a true woodsmanship that really understands the outdoors and having the skills that that is necessary because I guarantee you while I years ago was trained on the land nav and I'm sitting here being recorded for everybody saying like how practical is it if I ever find myself in a scenario that I need that and I'm I'm like well that this is that case but then by that, that time it's too late but it's uh you know it's again we only have the amount of time that we have we only have the amount of resources that we have it's hard to stay on top of everything and do your job and run you know be the be the family man that you want to be and be the dog trainer that you want to be it's just yeah it, it's tough picking and choosing so what do you hope to do with now that you're actually certified and then is there a certain time link that you have to go to get recertified in that yeah, great questions. Uh, I will be working with the Maine Upland Guide Service uh, with them and uh, hopefully taking out uh, some of they're getting a lot of demands and more than they can handle. So uh, they're actually adding myself and uh, another guy that I uh, took the test with who was already certified in fishing um, uh, to their roster of guides. Uh, so looking forward to working with them uh, on that, uh, possibly working with some of my Virginia buddies uh, who want to go up and experience uh, a main trip. Um, so, yeah, the kind of the it feels like the world is my oyster right now and kind of envisioning the plans and dreams uh, that I have to get back up there. But my wife and I both absolutely adore Maine. Uh, she loves the coast a little bit more than the uh, Northwoods, but uh, we plan to make that a, a annual experience for both of us, both with me and uh, my two dogs, our two dogs, and uh, getting up there together. Last year, she joined me at the tail end, and we spent some time on the coast together uh, with Lincoln, uh, and we decided we've got to do this every year. Yeah, I can I can echo that sentiment to where I, I tell everybody, you know, I, Maine is one of my favorite trips that we've done so far. And before oh, somebody, absolutely. you know, it, I'm not hot spotting anything because I tell everybody like I did not find or shoot as many birds there as I do elsewhere, maybe in the Great sure. Lakes states. There are yep. certainly birds there in Maine. Like, don't yep. get me wrong. But if you're if you're looking for quality bird numbers, there's going to be more more birds uh, in country than on the coastal side of things on the absolutely. east side. But just the just the environment, the fall in the northeast, you oh, got the coast, yeah. you, you got the lobster. You, it's just it's just a different feel. Yeah, it's a different feel. Yeah. And so my wife, she's done uh, she's done Wisconsin with me and she's also done Maine with me. And uh, we actually took uh, at the time my daughter was six months old when we went to Maine. And so we did a little family trip and uh, 
anytime we talk about doing another family trip within hunting season and stuff like that, Maine is at the top of our yep. list. It's just got I something mean, for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, again, she's done uh, Wisconsin that both, they both came down to Arizona last year for a little bit and that was cool. Yeah. And, and they've enjoyed all of them, but Maine, there's just something special about yep. Maine and the Northeast in the fall in, in general. Like it's just, it, it's, I feel like you go into some of those small towns, it feels almost like a movie, it, you know, sure. in some ways, like a, a Stephen King novel almost. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like something. It's kind of exactly what I'd always ima- always imagined with you know New England grouse and woodcock hunting. I mean, it's just so classic. And yeah, there there is everything about uh, the state that that appeals. And um, it is the one place I probably couldn't talk my wife into going out in the middle of Kansas with us. Uh, but yeah, to your point, uh, she's all about uh, going up to Maine and being able to tack on some time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. I'll have to keep that in mind next time we do uh, to plan a trip. You know, maybe I'll have Rob the guide. Uh, show Man, I'd love to do it next. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm really well, excited about hearing about your uh, hunt coming up in uh, Colorado. So uh, I know that's yeah. a super exciting it, thing on your near horizon. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving in a week. And again, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get half as much done as what I feel like I need to before hitting the road. But either way, I'm, I'm headed out there. We're going to I tell everybody these are two new species that I don't know, you know, very little about and uh, hunting with a couple guys that I've hunted with Jim before, but I haven't hunted with Jay before. So that, you know, that'll be kind of fun. And then, uh, yeah, to leave them from Colorado and heading up to Idaho, it looks like right now, but that's not, not set in stone just yet, but I'll be doing another state before heading back home. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I just love chasing new species and it is Absolutely. what it is. Yeah. Well, uh, please post. Uh, a bunch of us are going to be living vicariously through, uh, through <laughs> your experience. Yeah, people keep uh, telling me I'm going to have to get more active on social media, at least during hunting season. You know, I'm not the most active social media guy out there, and and I kind of like it that way. But yeah, uh, exactly. We kind of it, it's nice to turn our focus completely to being out in the woods and disconnected. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there there's something I, I like kind of keeping the social media. Uh, I don't know, uh, directed towards the actual podcast and episodes, but I do need to start sharing a little bit more of my, uh, day-to-day adventures, I guess, or at least that's what people claim. But, uh, yeah, man, it, we'll, we'll definitely obviously have to keep you updated on that. I'm sure Jim will as well, but, uh, bird dog society, you guys have been busy yes. here lately. Y'all got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, you know, kind of catch me up on what, what, what are the highlights we need to touch on this time? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have a ton of things in the works. Uh, super excited about all of them. Um, we've got this hunting with your bird dog workshop coming up. Unfortunately, it's uh, sold out. Those hoping for the in-person opportunity. Uh, fortunately for us, we loved seeing that fill up as quickly as it did. We knew that that was going to meet a lot of demand. Uh, that's going to be at the Hoffman Field Trial uh, Grounds Clubhouse in Ellerby, North Carolina. And we've got a full day plan. We've got speakers on woodcock, uh, quail, wild uh, waterfowl, and really would be just a great one-on-one kind of experience for uh, somebody just starting out. And we've got a lot of participants just like that. So it's really hitting the the crowd we really wanted to involve and engage for this. Um, that will be a resource. It's going to be filmed. It will be a resource along with all of our recorded webinars uh, on our website for our members. So uh, if a person's a member, you'll still have access to that great uh, content and be able to view it with your login to our uh, birddogsociety.org uh, page. 
uh, along with the uh, webinars. And we're kind of looking to do that with all of our in-person events when we can to have a videographer there and be able to capture some of that for the uh, folks that can't travel from, say, California all the way into North Carolina or Virginia or uh, one of the other places that we're looking at for events coming up. Um, so that is coming up at the end of this month, September 30th. And then uh, the next opportunity for in-person gathering, we are partnering with uh, Three Rivers Land Trust and uh, the group last year, uh, last couple of years that have put on the St. Hubert's trial. Uh, so we have a registration for that up on our website that is primarily being offered with a, a by Three Rivers Land Trust, but uh, we're partnering with them for that event and really looking forward to getting some folks out. That's a really good way for folks who have never participated in a field trial and kind of want to know what it's all about. Uh, it's uh, a little bit uh, lower uh, pressure. Uh, they're going to have both a hunter's class and a trialer's class. Um, the hunter's class is, you know, like most of us getting out with our bird dogs. Uh, we like close working dogs and uh, they want to see that. I think the partnership uh, between the dog and the handler uh, primarily on that and also successful hunting strategies. The trialers class will be a little bit more uh, looking to those kind of finished dogs, a little more emphasis on clean bird work. Uh, so we're hoping that uh, that's going to be an opportunity for both folks who are just starting out, maybe have never been to a field trial, want to see what that's uh, like, and those who maybe have a little bit more experience. Yeah, I, I actually recorded an episode that's upcoming with Grace and Guy, oh, kind of diving deeper into the St. Hubert's trial, Perfect. why you might want to consider it. And uh I will be there in what, what way, shape, or form. I'll either be competing or maybe judging or just helping out or, or whatever, but I'll be there myself as well. Outstanding. My little pup is turning one year old uh, right there uh, before the date. Uh, February 1st is his birth date, so I've actually been thinking about either getting out with Lincoln or uh, Rooster uh, for that event, too. Uh, that will, again, be on February 3rd and 4th and registration on our website. Uh, we've got a number of webinars coming up, as we always do. We just had a great uh, webinar on Dock Diving 101 uh, that happened on August 24th. And then uh, Thursday, September 21st, we have uh, Rachel Romano Kelly um, to uh, deliver a presentation on what it means to be an ethical dog breeder. Um, uh, know a lot of experienced breeders and, and maybe people who are thinking about it, that might be a, a great opportunity for them. Uh, we've got Jay Brecky, uh, who you're going to be hunting with in Colorado, coming up on October 19th. Uh, he is an emergency uh, veterinarian and will be delivering a presentation on stickers, seeds, and thorns. We've all heard about mean seeds and uh, worry about the threat uh, for our dogs, especially if we're going to a place that we've never been before that might uh, have some of that. Um, so we're looking forward to hearing some great information uh, from him. Uh, and then uh, December 14th, I'll just stick to the 2023 events. We've got Jim Burris, our founder and chair of our board, uh, delivering a pres presentation uh, intro to upland hunting. So it'll probably cover a lot of the same topics that we're going to be covering in the in-person workshop. Uh, but a great opportunity to hear from him. Uh, he he is, for me, uh, my North Carolina expert and uh, love to pick his brain any chance I get and have had the good fortune of having him up here and uh, hunting with us a little bit in Virginia as well. Um, in addition to those sort of, uh, sort of plans that we have that haven't fully come together, but we'd love to kind of drum up some interest as, as we put the rest of those plans together. We have a Troubles with Bird Dogs clinic workshop on May the 4th. That's going to be with the Old Hemlock Foundation. Uh, so for folks who are fans of George Bird Evans, 
uh, that'll be a good opportunity to get up there and uh, see the foundation's uh, properties, uh, his whole home, and uh, hear a presentation from the foundation director. Um, we're also uh, thinking about pulling in some uh, uh, other educational opportunities with that to round out the day, but uh, folks can pencil that in uh, May 4th in West Virginia as another in-person opportunity. That's another event that I believe I will be attending as well. Yes, you will. Absolutely. Um, I'm super excited about that. George Bird Evans' uh, books were some of the first things I read as I was yeah. getting into this. I, I'm currently in the middle of Troubles with Bird Dogs, so anybody that's uh, curious about that event, be sure to read that book, and you, it'll kind of shed a little bit more light on uh, kind of what the event's aimed at, I guess. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a good place to start. We all have troubles with bird dogs, so it's, uh, <laughs> that we it's do. a good way into his corpus. A couple of other events coming up this spring. We're planning on a second annual shed hunt uh, in March, and those dates are to be determined. I think we're going to look at uh, maybe earlier March, uh, but we'll have more information coming out about that. And we're going to plan to have a webinar, I believe, in February with Tom Doken. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, February 8th, and uh, he'll be presenting sort of a, a shed hunting 101 for folks maybe who are uh, signed up for the in-person experience and, and want a little instruction, additional instruction uh, for that, uh, straight from one of the gurus of uh, shed hunting for sure. And uh, also for folks that just maybe want to try it for the first time this spring on their own, uh, it'll have some great information from Tom uh, to be able to apply to that. So yeah, a ton of things. Uh, way out, we're looking at doing a bird dog trauma clinic and uh, having an in-person opportunity. We're targeting the central Virginia uh, area. We're starting to work with the Virginia DWR uh, uh, for a partnership event, but we're thinking a full day. Uh, we've got some wonderful ER uh, veterinarian resources, uh, both on our board and other folks that we've worked with. And we're targeting early January uh, of 2025. So way off, uh, folks may want to pencil in that that opportunity as well. Uh, but we want to give folks and participants uh, hands-on practice, not just, um, you know, kind of educational resources, but hands-on practice with things like uh, dealing with a dog that's called in a trap, um, all sorts of other things. Uh, Jay uh, Brecky, our board member, is going to be uh, heading up the lead on the veterinary resources uh, that'll be there. And we're looking for something around probably the Richmond area, Central Virginia area um, at a DWR facility to, to host that. But more details to come. Yeah. And I mean, anybody listening to this might be like, man, 2025, like what the heck? You know, <laughs> I'm not marking my calendars for that, but it's kind of important to uh, highlight the fact that you guys are forecasting and planning that far out with quality, Absolutely. important guests, webinars, ideas, you know, valuable information that the average bird dog person's constantly asking about. I mean, the trauma clinic, that's something. Yep. I need to learn about and and participate Same. in because it's one thing to have all these med kits, but yep. how much stuff in this med kit is in there that we don't know how to freaking use, right? Exactly. And and I mean, I'm you're so, in a panic situation. Yeah, yep. you know, and you're out in the middle of nowhere. You can't pull up YouTube. You can't pull up a Google nope. article how to do <laughs> it. And you know, just like everybody else, you know, I have researched, I have watched videos, I have read. And I'm like, all right, downloaded, got it. And then two months later, I've completely forgotten what I studied, right? And so it is exactly. important. And and this is why we do these Bird Dog Society updates is to highlight the fact that you guys are working 
to put together quality and valuable uh, opportunities and resources for bird dog owners and just dogs in general. It doesn't even have to be bird dog owners. So this is why we do this to, to highlight that. And hopefully people hear this, recognize the effort, the time and the resources you guys are putting into it. And they come and join you guys and actually help with the mission because the more people that join and actually contribute and help the mission, the the more opportunity and the more types of classes, the more locations, the more dates, all that stuff. So if you're in California saying, to your point earlier, I can't get to North Carolina. Well, if you want a course or a seminar in California or closer to where you can attend it, Sign up, Absolutely. reach out, become an ambassador, show your support, and eventually it will spread that way. But, you know, obviously you yep. can't just immediately go completely nationwide with this stuff. You have to build it up. And so that's why I believe in the mission you guys are doing. It's it's really valuable information and opportunities. And that's why I encourage everybody to get involved if if they're sitting there like, man, I would love to attend that, but it's just not within my area. Well, get involved and let's get one in your area. Amen. Yeah, we're really seeing these uh, first few years of our existence as the chance to demonstrate the utility of in-person opportunities like this with the hope that that then gets picked up by an ambassador or a chapter forming in another state uh, to be able to have a model for what that looks like. And uh, with the videography, in addition to making that a resource available on our website for members, it also provides those ambassadors, uh, potential future uh, chapter leaders with a model uh, to use uh, to stand up something exactly like that in their state. I personally would like to, and I'm just throwing this out there. It doesn't have to be just NAVDA chapters. It could be any training group or, or organization or something. I personally would like to see a representative from like every NAVDA chapter become an ambassador for the Bird Dog Society because it would be too easy to combine resources and ideas with what you guys are doing and kind of couple that with structures and organizations and groups that have already formed out there that everybody would find value in. And then it's not just one person being an ambassador trying to do something in their area by themselves. It's, you know, it, it's kind of a team effort and something that should apply to everybody within that group. Totally agree. And I think that's the neat thing about the Bird Dog Society kind of filling a niche um, that is focused on dog ownership, the resources that beginners need. We we love being a part of this, uh, all of us, and I know I speak for you too, that we get to ask ourselves two questions. Uh, what did we want or need when we were starting out that would have been very helpful and maybe shorten that learning curve for us? Um, and can we possibly offer that and uh, be able to pay it forward in the bird dog society? And what do we still need uh, as bird dog owners, yes. uh, education like uh, trauma clinic, uh, et cetera, that we get to then dream up and now have a platform to be able to offer that. So I, I think the idea of partnering with uh, pre-existing organizations with great uh, statewide and nationwide resources like NAFTA. Uh, is a fantastic idea because we're not really, our missions don't compete. They're complementary. And uh, yeah, I think that's an amazing idea. And uh, we're always looking for opportunities to sort of cross pollinate in that way. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Rob is uh, nice catching up with you learning a little bit more about the main guide stuff. I'm sure I'm going to have to circle back and kind of pick your brain a little bit more on that. But yeah, as always, you got a lot of exciting stuff coming on. You guys keep doing the good work and uh, keep keep uh, trying to motivate people and getting some cool, cool courses and opportunities out there on the calendar. 
Well, thank you, Nick. And uh, we so appreciate all of your work with us and all of our sponsors. Uh, it is an uh, understatement to say we couldn't do this without you. So thank you so much for what you're contributing. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And uh, we'll we'll check back here in a month or so for another update. Everybody go out, have fun. It's hunting season. Be safe. And uh, we'll talk soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high grade lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year. Go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want. If you're considering changing your dog's food soon, then be sure to check out Yukonuba Pro Performance. Their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance. They also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active. When looking at all the different food options, remember Yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Duck's Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.